to Letters to Women, a podcast that explores the feminine genius. Did you know that women criticize themselves an average of eight times a day? Eight times a day. We're more likely to see beauty and goodness and truth in the lives of those around us and those that we love than we are to catch a glimpse of beauty in our own lives. If you have ever stood in front of the mirror and listed off a litany of things that you see in that reflection that you think are wrong, you're not alone. But how do we start talking to ourselves and about ourselves like someone that we love? In today's episode, I sit down with Patty Breen, and we're going to talk about creating your own positive self-affirming statement, the importance of speaking truth out loud to ourselves, how to combat automatic negative thoughts, and how you can be more intentional with the words that you say to yourself. I enjoyed this episode. It was an episode that I needed to hear because I caught myself criticizing myself more than the average eight times a day lately. And I hope that this episode brings hope and light into your life as well. Enjoy. So we're welcoming to the podcast, Patty Breen. Patty is a full-time lay minister who finds joy in running and strong cups of coffee and all things Ignatian spirituality. Patty, you're my type of woman. I love this. All right. <laughs> she blogs over at A Modern Grace. She recently co-created an online community for divorced Catholic women called Still Here Community, which you can find on Facebook. And she also writes over at Blessed Is She. Patty, welcome to the show. It's so good to have you on. Thanks, Chloe. I'm so happy to be here. So today we're going to be talking about the power of self-affirmation and why we should talk about and to ourselves like someone that we love. But before we dig into that, Patty, can you share a little bit for those who haven't met you about your story as a Catholic woman? Yeah. Um, So like Chloe said, I um, have been working in lay ministry for the church for a long time. I was a youth minister for almost 10 years, and then um, I'm currently working in my second year as a pastoral associate at another Catholic parish. About three years ago, I went through a divorce and annulment. So from that experience, just grew a lot, went through a lot of things that I didn't know I needed to learn about myself as God works sometimes in our lives. And it's become a real just passion of my heart to kind of help the church have better conversation and outreach and support for Catholic women who find themselves in those situations. From that experience, I've just had more opportunities to write and talk about it, just meet a lot of other amazing Catholic women. Yes, I do love St. Ignatius of Loyola. He's one of my besties. <laughs> <laughs> he is such a good one. I've, I learned about him recently through Colleen Carroll Campbell's book, The Heart of Perfection, and learning about his story. And man, it is so much more powerful and in-depth than I have ever gotten through just like reading through little bios of him on the internet. So man, he's a powerhouse. Uh, that's a book of hers I want to read. I really loved My Sister's the Saints, but I've heard I've heard about her new one. I was like, oh, I got to read that. I got to read that. Yes, but definitely worth putting it on your rest of the summer to read list for sure. Oh, that's good to know. You recently wrote an article for Verily called The Power of Self-Affirmation Statements to Recover from Past Hurts. And if you're listening to this, you can find a link to that in the show notes and it's 100% worth a, a read through. But in it, you talk about how it's easier to see goodness and truth and beauty in the stories of other people than it is to look at our own story and see truth, goodness, and beauty. Why is it important to speak to ourselves like someone that we love? I think one of the most basic things that I've learned is that the the messages we say to ourselves internally, the words that we say to ourselves internally or even verbally are what we actually believe about ourselves. So if you're saying positive, affirming things to yourself, it's going to affect you in a good way. And if you say negative, 
shaming things to yourselves, it's going to hurt your identity, your self-worth. I just feel like a lot more women struggle with that sometimes and we don't always talk about it. Just how we talk about ourselves, how we think about ourselves really impacts what we believe about ourselves as women. So true. The more that you speak things about yourself that are negative, even if they're not true, the more you come to believe them as the truth. Like if you are constantly telling yourself, gosh dang it, you know, I, I'm so stupid. Why, why can't I get this? Gradually, even though you're not stupid, you'll come to believe that you are just because you're speaking that over yourself as if it were a truth. Yeah. And I think Satan loves to like play on that because he's like the father of all lies. So if we're saying, if we believe lies about ourselves, well, that's like a power play for him that he's going to like just zoom in on. So it's kind of like a, a spinning your wheels if you don't learn how to stop the spinning, if so to speak. Yeah. In the article that you wrote, you talk about how you went to counseling and how your counselor helped you navigate through personal recovery trauma. And something that she had suggested was creating an emotional safety shield that included creating this original self-affirmation statement. Can you speak into the self-affirmation statement that came out of that counseling session and the one that you chose for that season and how that exercise really impacted your healing? Yeah. So I was um, in the, at the time I was in a um, recovery group for women who were married to men that struggled with sexual addiction on some spectrum. And so we were, this was an early exercise in this recovery workbook we were doing in a group setting. And I remember thinking like affirmation statements, like those are so stupid. Nobody does that. stuff. Then I was like, okay, I'm paying this counselor money. I have to put my whole being into it. And so I was just listening to what other people were thinking about doing for their affirmation statement. And so I just came home and it just like, came out of me. And what I wrote down was, I am a beautiful, strong, courageous woman, and I'm taking back my power to be emotionally and physically healthy. At first, I just thought, oh, that's just a nice thing I'll read when I sit down to do my recovery stuff or whatnot. But then I started setting timers on my phone two or three times throughout the day. And when I when it would go off, I would stop and say it if I was by myself or if I was with a group of people or at work, I would excuse myself to go say it in the bathroom or in my car or something. It was a small little thing I was doing, but it really helped change the internal dialogue I was having with myself, especially through a really difficult time in life. It was just one little action that kind of helped open up greater healing and facilitate greater healing in my life. I love how you also mentioned in this article that it was the affirmation statement that you needed for that season. How, this was something that you were striving for. This was a goal that you were hoping to reach. But at the same time, this this is a season. So when the next season comes, there'll be another self-affirmation statement that you can speak over yourself as well. Like it's not stagnant or static. Yeah. It's always changing. Right. How you said that you'd excuse yourself and go to the bathroom or go to your car and say this. say this. Why is it important to say it out loud? Because I think sometimes... My uh, my counselor, I'm going to reference her a lot because I love her so much. I'm like, you can never retire, Mary. Uh, but she <laughs> said when there's power in like verbally acknowledging our feelings or verbally acknowledging and saying things out loud that are good for us. Like it's it's a mind body connection. And so saying something out loud that's life giving and good for you. We need more of that because often Sometimes in our own minds, we're so negative about ourselves. And then we live in a wider culture that can be negative or gossipy or um, shaming or things like that. So sometimes we're not surrounded by, I hate to use the word positive energy, but just good affirming 
words and ideas. We don't always see that. We don't always believe that. We don't always feel that. So when we can verbally say those things out loud over ourselves, like it's really powerful. And in some way it's kind of like, hopefully I can say this, but you know, like giving the devil the finger, if you will, and say, no, I'm not going to buy the lies. I'm not going to like go into that dialogue with you because that's not what I'm created for. Yeah. I think that at least through my own healing from different things in different seasons in life, it was easy to get sucked up into spirals of negative thoughts, of automatic negative thoughts and working through those. And there is such a power in verbally out loud, not just in my head, trying to stop the spiral mentally, but verbally saying something that I knew was true about myself, that I could snap myself out of the spiral. And sometimes these thought spirals are are strong enough that it absolutely 100% is good to talk to a counselor and a therapist. And gosh dang it, we need to, to clear out the stigma that's around seeing a therapist. But I think that power of speaking something out loud so that you're hearing it with your own ears is so beautiful versus just thinking, yes, I am good. I am I am a daughter of God or whatever your affirmation statement is, that there's such obedience in speaking that. And it releases some of the the power, I think, that, you know, negativity has in our lives and our mental energy and our emotional energy. And it just kind of releases the tension, so to speak, a little bit. And you read in scripture too about how things that are lies are kept in the dark and how much beauty there is in bringing these to the light and bringing them outside of, of where, what we're thinking and just being able to express that. Yeah. So I talk to myself all the time if I need to to work through something. Do you answer yourself too? Because I do that. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad to know that I'm not the only one. <laughs> but yeah, like if I need to think through something, like say it's a problem at work. I'm like, oh, you know what I really need? I need to, to make a cup of coffee, to load baby Maeve in the car seat because she needs an app anyway, and just drive. And I'll just drive around town. No, I have no goal. I'm not going to go to Walmart or anything, but I'm just driving to think. And so I'll verbally just talk through these things. I love it because I'm sure people in the car at the stoplight look over and are like, what is she doing? We don't know. I wonder if that's true. Like if I'm like praying or just like talking out loud to the Lord, I'm like, what are these people at the red lights thinking about me? They're probably like, oh, there goes another millennial just talking to herself and answering. (laughs) Right there with you, right there with you. It's so good. But yeah, I'll talk to myself in the shower or like even walking around the house. I'm sure Maeve is probably going to end up being like a little extrovert baby because she's so used to just processing and talking and wandering around and chatting. (laughs) But for those who talking out loud to to themselves, like if they're hearing this and they're like, ah, I, I was with you up until the point where you're like, and then you say it out loud to yourself, what advice would you give them? What I would say is that kind of, we were joking about it just a few minutes ago, like, you know, oh, we talk to ourselves, we talk out loud. But I think especially, and I'm guessing you're an extrovert like I am, for people who are verbal processors, I think it's very, there's something cathartic, there's something healing about just getting it outside of your being. Kind of like, I also like to journal. So I equate it with like journaling's like getting the emotional, the mental vomit outside of me and getting it on paper kind of the same way with saying something verbally out loud, processing verbally. It just gets it outside of you as a way to process it, maybe get another opinion from a trusted friend or a counselor or a spiritual director. But it's just like if we carry all of this stuff inside of us, it, it, it just clogs us up. It like backs us up emotionally and spiritually. And so it's good to just get things out. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, 
running around screaming and sobbing hysterically 24 seven, but like it's, it's healthy and good for us to express those things and get them out, whether it's verbally or writing it. I, th- I think it's just really healing and cathartic. I mean, and I'm sure there's science that, you know, supports just, you know, talking to people about things or writing things out, how it helps you create more mental space, but it's, it's just a good practice to do in life. I think. I know when I, I have trusted friends who I'll talk to, I'm an introvert, but I'm an external processor. And it's kind of this weird hybrid. But when I need to talk through something, I'll start the conversation. I just, I need you to listen, but realize that like where I'm at, at the front of this conversation may not be where I end up at the end of this conversation. Cause I'm just going to work through this and I'm going to talk myself through it. And I, and I need someone's feedback to make sure that I'm doing this in a healthy way. I so freeing. And I, yeah, I am also a big journaler and just to be able to give yourself space to think and to process and to arrive to different conclusions than you expected to is incredibly healing. Um, and to realize that you don't have to fit into this box, um, of where you think you should be or where you think you should be going. And it's, it, that's really beautiful too. It can feel isolating if you're like, well, there's no one I can talk to, or I can't share this or no one's going to understand. Like that's how we, that's how we pull away and isolate ourselves from other people. So it's just, you know, at an extreme level, if you do that, that's not good for you either too. For women who are listening to this, who are thinking, okay, I have the self affirmation statement that I'm going to speak over myself. One lie that they may arrive to could be, but saying just these good things about myself over myself could lead me to be really prideful or it could lead me to be egotistical. So how do we bust open that lie too? Well, I think pride is the idea that, you know, for, hopefully I can say this because sometimes I don't have a filter. So what if, if, if we're recording, <laughs> I don't want to say something that she's going to be like, oh God, why did she say that? Nope, not at all. <laughs> pride is like thinking we have it all together and my shit don't stink, so to speak. I mean, if you're just trying to grow more self-aware, like you, you, you acknowledge you have baggage, you have to work through wounds or traumas from your childhood or adulthood, and you're just trying to make healthy choices on how to process and work through things. If you come at it from that mindset, I really don't think you're going to just all of a sudden puff up and, you know, think, oh, look at me, I've got it all together. I'm living the perfect life. Like, you know, I, I've never experienced that myself. And I think if you come at it a perspective for healing and self-development and self-awareness, it just, that helps keep you in check. I could be wrong and everybody's maybe different, but I haven't found that for myself. And other women, other women that I've talked about with this, they, they haven't like swung so far in that other direction. Yeah. I think in some ways, speaking these truths over yourself is a, is a form of humility. And I know a lot of times the stereotype of humility is that means that I should think less of myself. I am dirt. I am not worth even looking at. I should just be really small and get out of the way for other people. But humility is recognizing that you have divine potential, like recognizing that God has a plan for you and that he doesn't make crap and that you you have a purpose. And I think that recognizing that to the extent where we're speaking these out loud over ourselves is in some way a form of humility because it's recognizing that God is good. And so are you because you're his daughter. I like what you said about humility being like this divine, what did you say? Divine potential? Divine. Yeah. I've never heard that. I really like that. That's a different, I like that perspective of it. I've never thought of that facet about it before. I like that. Yeah. I have some friends that I work with who 
who tipped me onto thinking about humility this way. And pride is like the one thing that I always bring to confession. The one thing that I'm always turning through and trying to figure out different ways to approach it. I love this idea because I shied away from humility because I didn't, I didn't want to be a doormat. I didn't want to be small. When we talk about self-affirmation, we've talked about how it really impacts how you see yourself and the way you see yourself. But I think it also influences our relationships with the women and men around us and in our lives. Can you talk about how when you started affirming yourself, how you saw your relationships with your friends and with your family being impacted to this commitment to talk about yourself positively? With friends and family, family being more so like my mom and sister, I would notice, I would pay attention to when I would see others talk about themselves negatively or even use like self-deprecating humor at times. So I would maybe kind of point out and say, hey, you know, don't say that about yourself or that's silly. You don't actually believe that, do you? And then specifically with uh, my mom or sister, because we kind of live locally and we see each other fairly, fairly often, when I would see them talk about themselves negatively, I would kind of gently chide them for it. But then also with my mom, I have memories of being a little girl and seeing her in like front of the bathroom mirror and like be frustrated with her physical appearance or like complain about it while I was observing. I kind of go back to those memories and just have like internal compassion for my mom and just how that affected her mindset of herself, but also then how that impacted how I saw myself as a little girl and then growing up becoming an adolescent and a woman. So I think just like knowing that I try to talk to myself differently and when I see others not doing that, just kind of gently redirect them or say, hey, you know what? I hope that you don't actually think that about yourself or little things like that. And it's not like this hard hitting type of thing, but just, you know, reminding others that, hey, I hope you don't actually believe that about yourself. Or I know you're kidding, but things like that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed when, so after I read your article, it came at a point after I just had baby Maeve and having a daughter, I made this pact with myself that I didn't want to ever say anything out loud about myself that I wouldn't want Maeve to say about herself. Oh, good. Oh, man. It has been such a heart check because there have been so many times where I've stood in the mirror and thought, wow, this doesn't, this body doesn't look like what it looked like 10 months ago. There are all these things that I would change and thinking that mentally, but then thinking, would I ever want my daughter to say that? Would I want to stand by my daughter and have her critique her body the way I'm critiquing my body? And what am I teaching her? And in some ways that's so beautiful, but I wish I hadn't I wish it hadn't taken me having Maeve to recognize that my body is good. Like my body's not just good because I birthed the baby. My body's good because God made my body. And so I think just that, yeah, that recognition that how we talk about ourselves out loud impacts the way that other people talk about not us out loud, but about themselves out loud. And if we're normalizing positive affirmation and, and speaking truths about ourselves out loud, then how much more so can that impact the way that other people see themselves yeah. And I think too, on some level, and maybe you've noticed this as well, but like sometimes if you use, if you're negative about yourself, even with like people you're friends with, or whether it's female friends or guy friends or, or whatnot, they can actually think, wow, maybe they, maybe that impacts how they, how they see you. Or they think if you're a really negative person about yourself, they might not want to associate with that type of negativity or whatnot. So it can actually impact you know, our social relationships around us, even in different ways too, I think. Yeah. I've seen this in the different places that I work when we'll have meetings. This is so fascinating how women, I think in particular are prone to this, where they'll have a point to make in a meeting 
um, especially if it's in a meeting with both men and women. And they'll make their point, but then they'll put a lot of qualifiers around it. And I didn't recognize it until I started look, reading and looking in more into affirmation. But how much so that impacts the way that even what you share is taken? Why do we give others the permission to look at our statements and, and our opinions and our thoughts that way? And I think even that form of affirmation, knowing that you are good and that you are worthy and that you bring something to the table just changes the way that you even speak about your other thoughts, not just about yourself, but yeah, like things like that too. And it comes with a certain amount of confidence. Cause like you said, when you observe that in meetings and stuff, women who speak that way, it's like, they're almost preemptively striking and saying, well, like you said, like all these qualifiers, like lift up what they're going to say, or, you know, hopefully people will listen when you should be kind of like, no, this is my opinion. And that's just my opinion because what it is, I don't care what you think or whatever, but I'm not going to apologize for having it or whatever. I love your advice for gently calling that out. No, uh-uh. What you what you say matters. You have a spot in this meeting. You you know about what you're talking about. You're here for a reason. Um, and just reminding them of that. Because I know there have been so many times where women in my life have reminded me of my worth yeah. when I have forgotten. Yeah. And I think that's such a beautiful way to recognize the dignity of the people in our lives. Yeah. And to hold each other accountable when you know each other needs it sometimes. So for women listening to this podcast episode, if, if this is striking a chord and, and causing them to think about the way that they talk about themselves, do you have any advice for the listeners who are wanting to be more intentional with the way that they speak about themselves? What I would say is really maybe take some time to pray, reflect, think about, come up with your own affirmation statement, not the cheesy hokey one that's on the Hallmark card. Like think, really think <laughs> about it, ladies, really think about it. And like, what is true to you? Like wherever life finds you right now, whatever season you're in, even if it's not ideally where you want to be, come up with something that just speaks to right where you are, try it on, tweak it a little. And then, um, I mean, and this is what I did for, I don't know, six, six or eight months. Every day I set timers on my phone. And when the timer went off, I said it out loud and it, it might sound silly, but I'm telling you, it it really helps. It really works. And it, it, there's just a slight shift in your internal perspective and more importantly in your heart. So find something that really speaks to you. That's genuine, non-cheesy, and then, and then just go do it. Yeah. This is, you can't pick live, laugh, love that. That is not going to work. No, no. None of the stuff that they put on coffee mugs or no, no, that they put on your letter boards at home in your kitchen. None of that stuff. No, none of that. Log off Pinterest, <laughs> log off Instagram, just sit and think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that. All of the above. <laughs> I am such a, I'm, I'm an old fashioned paper person. And so I, I really love the idea of putting it on your phone because I, I'm on my phone. But I also like the idea of putting it in post-it notes around where you'll find it. Like one place for me is the is the bathroom mirror because a lot of the, the self-affirmation that I need at this season is about my physical body. And so putting it, if I'm going to see myself, putting a post-it note on, on places that I see myself. Like I'm sitting here recording in the kitchen and I can see a reflection yeah. of myself in the microwave. And so I'm thinking well, maybe that's a good place to put one, not in the microwave, but on, yeah. <laughs> but on the microwave yeah. door. So like little spots that you know that you look where you and just knowing yourself, I think is such an important aspect of this, knowing where you're prone just to be negative about yourself and, and, and catching yourself there. Yeah, yeah. Patty, one, one question that I ask all the women who come on 
Letters to Women is about the feminine genius and about how they uniquely live out that in their own lives and in their own seasons. Can you talk about how you live out the feminine genius as a woman striving to talk about yourself and and to talk about yourself positively? Well, I would say one of the lessons that I have learned in um, the last four or five, six years of life is that um, sometimes life just doesn't go ways you anticipate you things happen that you never think will happen, which is pretty, pretty true for my life. And sometimes I'm like, really, Jesus, this is how things had to go. I have conversations with him about it. But what I've learned from that is that God can use, God uses all the the stuff along the way to help us become more self-aware, to help us become a more whole and healed version of ourselves. And so especially through the experiences of marriage, divorce, dating again, all that, talking to myself in healthy ways. It's changed me internally, but then when I change internally, it changes me and how I'm in the world and how I'm a part of the world. So I can talk with other women and share what I've learned, or I can just have a more healthy hold perspective of how I view about how I view myself and then how I contribute to the world. So um, I think just those are lessons that I know I didn't know in my 20s. I didn't know I didn't know when I was in college. And I know I'm now. So I don't want to take for granted um, the lessons and the insight insights that I've had through different seasons of my life the last few years. I love it. Thanks for sharing your heart and that healing journey with others too. I think it would be easy to just keep it to yourself, but there's such a, oh, I've been inspired by how vulnerable in a healthy, beautiful, vulnerable way you've shared this journey. Thank you. I appreciate that. Where can listeners find you online? So I, uh, so I sometimes blog. <laughs> I don't even know if blogging is still a thing, but I sometimes blog. And uh, a modern grace uh, dot blogspot dot com. I'm doing the old fashioned thing, and then um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at a modern grace. And um, you mentioned Christina Kolb and I. We have a, a Facebook group for Catholic divorced women called Still Here. People can message me um, through Instagram for information about that. But um, yeah, I'm on all the different places people are on the interweb. So. Uh, I'm there. I'm there too. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much for, for coming on the show, Patty. It was so good to talk to you. Oh yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you head over to my blog, oldfashionedgirlblog.com, you can find the show notes for today's episode, which includes Patty's Barely article, her links to her social media, and a couple of the books that we mentioned in this episode. Are you subscribed to Letters to Women? If not, you should subscribe today because you don't want to miss any of the upcoming episodes that are coming out. You can subscribe in iTunes. And if you have a spare minute, I'd love for you to leave a review over on iTunes. Reviews help other people find this podcast and they're just so much fun to go through and read. Thanks in advance. Thanks for listening. Know that I'm praying for you, especially if you're also on a journey of overcoming self-criticism. And until the next time that we sit down over a cup of coffee and discuss what it means to live out the feminine genius in today's world, be not afraid.